Welcome to the Beat Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis, and sitting with me on the couch to my left is my co-host, the Prince of Pixels, Nick Wright. Also returning, the Transformer know-it-all, Mr. GB Blackrock himself. Mark Baker Wright. And I, you know I mean that in the best possible way, Mark. I don't. And this week, we're wrapping up our tribute to Toys R Us. So where do we go from here? We kind of talked about the layout of the store about as much as we can. Let's talk about some of the things that are distinctive to Toys R Us that you think about, you know. Hey, does Mark have that Transformer, that Optimus Prime with the Toys R Us branding? Why don't you talk about Oh, it? yeah, yeah. You shared that in our chat or whatever. Yeah, why don't you okay. talk about that? So this is a Japanese exclusive. And, of course, Japan is one of the countries that still has Toys R Us. Oh, they are. Yeah, that. they they survived. They are they, the Japanese branch was basically doing okay, comparatively speaking, at least, and so mm-hmm. they're still around for the time being, at least. Uh, this is a few years old now. Uh, they apparently did it to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Toys R Us in Japan, and created what they're calling Jeffrey Prime. <laughs> so basically, they took one of the Optimus Prime figures from the recently finished robots in disguise line dressed it up in jeffrey and toys r us related colors <laughs> uh if the box art is any indication it looks like the shoulders are intended to be boxes like with, with ribbon wrapped okay around them. It, it isn't real obvious in the toy itself but the art makes oh okay clear. okay anyway this is something that i picked up actually on the last day that Toys R Us was open before they closed down the U.S. I found an online site, um, Megalopolis Toys. I had never heard of them before. But they had apparently gotten a number of these Japanese exclusives, and I decided, okay, this is something I want to get to kind of remember Toys R Us by. I still haven't taken it out of the package. I might. I don't tend to keep toys in packages. I don't either, but sometimes I want to keep But this is something that I got more for the Toys R Us memory than because of the toy. So I haven't made up my mind to take it out yet. It's still in there. Speaking of Transformers, uh, I don't want to embarrass you or anything, Mark, but didn't you just recently have uh, like invited to do something for a San Diego Comic Con just a couple of weeks ago? Okay, can you talk about that? Not related really <laughs> to Toys R Us at all. It's not Toys R Us related, but I mean, I, I feel like we got to plug this. But it's current news. One it's current of news. The yeah. Transformer sites that I spend a lot of time on. It's called the AllSpark, and they typically have people that they send out from their site to go cover all the important toy-related events. They had an invitation to go to an invite-only Hasbro preview breakfast the Thursday morning when San Diego Comic-Con was starting. Yeah. They didn't have anybody in the area that could go. They knew I lived in the area, so they sent me an invitation. I actually turned them down at first because I didn't think I could get the time off. I hadn't made any plans to go to San Diego Comic-Con itself, but... As time got closer to that day, 
they still hadn't found anybody else that could go. I decided I can get down there and back inside of an afternoon, a morning. Yeah. And there wasn't much going on at work. So I asked for the time off. Uh, and the next day was driving from my house to San Diego. Uh, got there in time to attend the preview breakfast. Took lots and lots of pictures. You've already seen them online. Yeah, I saw the gallery. Uh, is it okay if I link that? Is it linkable? or? Sorry? Can I go, Can oh, I link that? Is that okay? Or is that like an issue with the AllSpark website or anything? The, the AllSpark link is still there, I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. okay. If, if it isn't, I still have the pictures. We can figure out a way to make that work. Okay. But basically, I got to see a lot of the upcoming War for Cybertron Siege toys that aren't out in stores yet. They won't be for many months yet. I actually got to interview John Warden, who's the brand manager for the design team. For Look Transform at Mark! I got to interview. Yeah, that's great, man. <laughs> so I asked him a few questions. I did a write-up for the AllSpark. Yeah, it was again, really good. Links to that. I enjoyed it. So it was just an amazing privilege. I got asked to do this thing that very, very few people get to do. And yep. It's really just because I happen to live close enough to make it work. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Sometimes the things just break your way. The right place at the right time. Yeah, and for those of you people who don't know, Mark has an excellent, excellent blog where he writes uh, a lot about Transformers. Not all of Transformers, all the time, but you know, it, it for sure has a Transformers lean to it. And uh, that's uh, can you oh, plug no. that URL, Mark? Uh, that's Black Rocks Toy Box is the title. And it can be found at Black Rocks Toy Box, uh, no apostrophe, yeah. dot blogspot.com. Or if you just Google Black Rocks Toy Box, you'll find it right away. Yeah, nobody else uses that name. Yeah, it's and it's really cool. And uh, you, you update it pretty frequently. And one thing that you've been doing here kind of recently that I've really enjoyed is you're doing like a lot of throwback uh, Thursdays, I guess. Especially and, on the Facebook site, which was also under the Black Rocks Toy Box name. Yeah. So if you're on Facebook, just look up Black Rocks Toy Box. And yeah, every Thursday, there will be a post from something I wrote 10 years ago. Right. That's so you've been at it for quite a while. <laughs> but yeah, I've always, always enjoyed it. Transformers related. Now, for this breakfast, how, how long did you know about this before you said something to me? I first heard about it about a week before. Oh, okay. I did not I just... to going. I did not commit to going until less than twenty-four hours before. You well, were going to put I, the screws to him know, to make sure yeah, he went, weren't you? I know that. Well, <laughs> it's just that in in my mind, because he told me the day before, "Hey, by the way, I got invited to this thing, but I told him I couldn't by go." It, yeah, and it was it was like that, really. Yeah, and it was like, but I told him I couldn't go, and then it was like an hour later, he's like. I'm going to go. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I was already wrestling with it by that point. Uh, I'm so glad you decided to do it. I told about it that's really suggested I should. And it was, I, I knew even then, kind of amazing that I'd even be asked. And I, I kind of just realized this is an opportunity I should not be turning my nose up at. Yeah. No, no, because it could lead to uh, future opportunities for you. I mean... I can't say that it will necessarily, but well, if it does, hey, great. You did a good job, and you know if they can depend on you to go out and you know because you're the area that you live in is happening. You know, there's all kinds of things going on out there, so you know it would. Uh, unfortunately, not some of the things that it used to be, but yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was very proud of you. <laughs> like I thought it, that was like, so cool. In my mind, it was like you know this guy found out he couldn't go like you know the day before. That's kind of the way that you Mark, told me. Yeah, yeah. Now we get. 
I, that's I didn't really know any better. So okay, it's a. So I mean, Mark it's not was their deal, first right? choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think they have people on their staff on the website staff that if they had been able to go would have been the automatics, but none of them were going. Right. And the, the funny thing to me, though, so he drove, what was it, three hours to go? It's about to, three hours from where three I Three hours to, to get to San Diego to get to this breakfast. So he got up at like 4 a.m. to oh, get to wow. this breakfast. And, Pretty much. And then didn't even stay at Comic-Con. He just went home like straight after that. Well, Comic-Con, of course, you have to get the tickets well, yeah. once it's banned. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get an all access pass to everything just because of that. Right. So, yeah, you you can't even. I can go around town and see folks in Stormtrooper outfits all day. Yeah. I have trouble finding something to do. So, uh, you know, most things, you know, that you get that discount when you pre register for tickets or whatever, but you can usually get in still. Just it's more. You know, you got to pay more, but you can still get in. But Comic Con, you can't even get in at that point. Oh, well over 10,000 people. They're not hurting. Yeah. And of course, they always have those neat exclusives at Comic Con, like different toys. Like I remember, they had the Ninja yeah. Turtle, like like arcade game toys or whatever. Uh, Wasn't that yeah, from Comic Con? Yeah, those were cool. Any of the toy exclusives for San Diego Comic Con? But when I left the breakfast, they did give me a goodie bag. <gasps> goodie bag? You didn't say anything about goodie bag. I haven't talked about this too much. I mentioned it online uh, on the AllSpark itself, but they gave me a bag that was full of various products they were trying to sell. So one of the things I got, I got Cutthroat without having to actually find it in the store, so it saved me about 15 bucks or so. Awesome. Uh, they all, I also got, uh, that I, most of this I actually put up on eBay since because I don't need it, but <laughs> they, have a, they gave me a Thor figure from the uh, Avengers Infinity War movie. They gave me a Grand Moff Tarkin from the Star Wars Black series. Oh, that's oh, so cool, nice. man. I did get a pack of the Transformers trading card games that actually were San Diego Comic Con exclusives. I've already sold those. I got a. Are those or no? Are those GameStop exclusive as well? Because I remember thought I remember saw an ad where you could buy them. I'm not aware of GameStop having been a partnership in that particular exclusive, okay. although it's the kind of thing they do. Yeah. I did get some. I don't even remember the name of it properly, but it's like a game of cards that have different musicals uh songs uh, or stretches beats that you basically can put them on this player that they provide and mix your own music like a dj (laughs) so i I, I sold those cards because that's really not my thing and i don't have the equipment to run it but that's another thing they were trying to advertise Oh, Mark is getting a, be, to be big news, man. We're not going to be able to book him before got, we know I, I it. I got a Bumblebee <laughs> headband. They're really trying to promote the Bumblebee movie pretty heavily. I noticed that. Man, and here, like, that day when he went, I'm sitting here thinking, like, he's going to, like, text me any minute coming out of that breakfast to, like, report, you know, like, tell me what all happened. I had terrible Wi-Fi access at that and He was there to do a job. <laughs> He went home first before he said anything to me at all. Uh, he, he made that three-hour trip home. To get you the pictures. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Like I used to do photography work for you know football and basketball teams, and you do. You're kind of exhausted at the end of the day, and you are there technically to do a job, and it's fun job. But you know, you you it got was. all the pictures. You got to go home, and you 
make you know you got to pick out the best pictures that you took because you'll take a ton of them they don't all turn out very good so you got to go out and pick the best ones and then you got to come up with a little write-up or whatever you never did tell me about the goodie bag (laughs) nick's really sore about (laughs) this we broke it on fit geek podcast (laughs) it's like man i just i thought we were brothers you know you are brothers now you know Doesn't tell me anything. He's way closer to his family on Allspark. <laughs> no, he's just giving you a hard time. <laughs> That's really cool, though, man. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. I've never gotten a goodie bag of anything. I've gotten free cookies, things like I that. I hadn't expected to. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, off of that, uh, thanks for sharing your stories. That was really cool. Oh, certainly. Uh, back to Toys R Us. So, you know, you had... Um, I forget where even I was going from that. Well, well you you mentioned the Transformer exclusive thing, and uh, I'd mentioned uh, I already mentioned the the colorful tiles, you know, on the outside of the building. Jeffrey is obviously the mascot, and he had a family, like little kids, and they were kind of you know uh, they they existed in cartoon form at first, I think, and then they sort of became like the oh, yeah. mascots in a in a suit, like Disney World type. Yeah. yeah, so you know, there's of of course very you know. Toys R Us. The uh, the the song. The suit one is well. The song. The suit one is what I think of the most. I don't really think of like the animated. Me neither. No, no. When I see those, they're always these. You know, they're all only only exist from somebody's VHS player or whatever. I think of like the fuzzy like Disney World mascot. But those cartoons were really impressive though. Fireplaces glowing, bicycles growing, hearts overflowing with cheer. It's that wonderful season we all find so pleasing. The Toys R Us time of year. The world's biggest toys, toys, toys R Us. The biggest selection, Toys R Us. It's the Toys R Us time of year. Oh, you know they—they they were pretty big deal. I guess. But yeah, there was the song, the jingle, you know, like, I don't want to grow up. I'm, I'm a, a Toys R Us kid. There's a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. From bikes to trains to video games. It's the biggest toy store there is. I don't want to grow up. Because if I did, I wouldn't be a Toys R Us kid. More games, more toys. Oh, boy. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. Yay! <laughs> I don't want to grow up. Find a Toys R Us kid. They got a million toys and Toys R Us that I can play with. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They got the best for so much less. You really flip your lid. From bikes to trains to video We had a little bit of a delay there yeah, knocking little, us off. <laughs> kind of throws us off a little bit. We're not going to uh, fill Carnegie Hall, I guess, at any time. Here, sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. But yeah, that that that's an adorable theme song. And then, of course, obviously, they had all those versions of the song, the very sad version of I Don't Want to Grow Up when the news yeah, came yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, saw that. But I, I love that theme song. It's it's one of the strongest jingles or theme songs for any product, I would imagine, of all time. Yeah. Um, so those are your distinct Toys R Us things. Let, 
You know, we do a tribute. We we a lot of times like to go through the chronological history of you know a thing. So we'll we'll do okay. that too. Um, so, Mark, you jump in if if my facts don't seem right because I'm iffy on some of these dates. If um, I know them, I'll try. Yeah. Now, from what I have here, the Toys R Us, as not as we know it, but in the beginning was 1948. I guess is when it was founded uh, in Wayne, New Jersey, by a gentleman named Charles P. Lazarus. Um, he, um, I, I guess like his father owned a hardware store or a, no, a furniture store or something like that. And he kind of sold toys out of that furniture store. And so that's kind of where it all began. Um, he, he was a world war two veteran. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was one of those baby boomer type generation where you had a lot of kids being born. And I guess that was just something to capitalize on toys mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Oh, sure. Um, 1957 though, is when it actually evolved to Toys R Us. I believe that that's when it, the logo is branded and all that stuff. Uh, right. 1968, uh, it became more distinct with the backwards R. They actually flipped the R to give it a little more character, I guess, stand out a bit. Uh, so that, and it's been like that all the way up to the end. Uh, 1969 is when Jeffrey became a thing for them. He, they had their first official mascot and never changed. Um, 1973, he appeared in a TV commercial for the first time. Probably one of those cartoon commercials that we talked about. Um, 1982 is when the actual jingle was written and became a, you know, first aired. I thought that was our era. I mean, they've kept it pretty much ever since, but I thought that was something that started with us. Yeah. Um, it, uh, someone named Linda Kaplan wrote it and, uh, she, you know, they, they, they all work for those adages. The people that write these jingles have probably many familiar jingles also to their credit. And, that would make sense. Yeah. So, you know, but that's probably, I would dare to say her most famous work. So, you know, she wrote that does, you know, credit goes to Linda Kaplan for, orchestrating our childhood <laughs> um 1983 now this this is um i don't necessarily remember this but it is maybe before our time a bit but kids are us it was when they started expanding a little bit and they were opening new stores and kids are us first opened in 1983 uh, i have right. no frame of reference for this these stores whatsoever um, kids are us i remember it was mostly focused on clothes yeah 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 and and maybe they had it maybe for a small period they had no in fact i know they did there there was a little small section off to the side they built it in this is pre babies or us i guess and that they're one of the distinct uh features of that store was there were like mirrors like funhouse mirrors and i do kind of remember like a little bit of that i don't really remember that but it was short-lived um 1994 um that is when Charles Lazarus stepped down as CEO for Toys R Us. And that's probably the last of the golden age for them, too, mm. coincidentally. I don't know if he saw the writing on the wall and they were losing money. Now, at this point, no, they were making money still. But he steps I down. Wonder, I wonder when that was, because 94 was the second summer that I worked at Toys R Us. So mm-hmm. that's uh, right at that same time I was working there. Yeah, who knows? Uh, they They were at least doing well enough to open up that babies are us chain in 96. So yeah. That, and it did very well for a while. It was, it did a great, it did really, really well for them. And in fact, I don't, it seemed if they weren't so head over heels or, you know, their head buried in debt, they might've tried to save that franchise. There's a lot well, of people. By, was, the, 
by the time the axe was falling, Davies R S was actually not doing as well as Toys R Us proper. Mm. But there was certainly a time when Davies R Us started where it was doing much, much better than the regular Toys R Us store. Okay. Um, 2001 I have is a kind of a big date. That's when they opened their Times Square location. Very iconic, uh, huge, 110 square feet. Uh, anytime you would watch any kind of footage of, you know, like what New York based talk, sh- talk show, they would show like establishing shots outside. Yeah. Um, and it, it always looked really cool and I would have loved to have visited. And of course store. it's seen in big. Well, that's that's a that's FAO, FAO Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, I I I, com- I collapsed them because eventually yeah. FAO Schwartz was bought by Toys R Us. Yeah, right. They did. Um, but yeah, I it it had a uh, I want to say it had a Ferris wheel inside of it. Uh, just just a huge store. Um, uh, let's see. Moving on. Now I have my dates kind of backwards a little bit here. Now, nineteen ninety eight. Um, this is an important date because this is the first year that Toys R Us loses its grip as the dominating toy store. Uh, Walmart surpassed them. Ah, sure, sure. Um, so that that was just it, that's just more of a milestone, really. It, it, it's Walmart put a lot of people out of business, but you know, Toys R Us they they uh, were this just gigantic box store. Now, what's the term that they use for the stores that are? I guess I can't remember it now. And never mind. Doesn't matter. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine, though. This this is really important too. This is when they were supposed to enter in an agreement with uh, Amazon, a ten year agreement. They did, in fact. Right, they did. They entered an agreement. And uh, Mark, you, you could you uh, you could probably speak to this better. It, things went south because Toys R Us uh, felt you know slighted that Amazon started uh, selling toys from other uh, carriers or whatever. That's, that's pretty much it. I mean, they had an exclusivity arrangement with Amazon in order to get a web presence out there, knowing that times are changing and you need to have a website to really grow your business. Yeah. And so they'd arranged with Amazon to be the exclusive sellers of Toys R Us toys. And that was supposed to work the other way around too, that, Toys that were sold by Amazon should be through Toys R Us. But they started selling toys that were exclusive to other stores. Target, Walmart. I honestly don't know specifics. Uh, that Oh, so they were doing some of that. I, I was thinking it might have been more along the lines of they just weren't able to keep up with supply. Uh, there were a lot of problems, actually, in terms of supply. Uh-huh. Uh, I, that, that's not really the thing that killed the arrangement. Okay, though. okay. Basically, long story short, Toys R Us broke away, sued Amazon. I think they may have actually even won. They I don't did. Remember they, yeah, um, fifty-one million dollars in damages they they were able to get in two thousand nine. That the, that was ten years after the in, the initial agreement. So the, the, suffice it to say that there were that agreement was supposed to have lasted for several more years, but yeah. Toys R Us felt that Amazon didn't keep up their end of the bargain. Right. So they, and they were right. it. They eventually put their own site together, but they were never able to put enough time and resources into that site to really make it what it needed to be. It was never the best. I, it was okay, but it, that was never my f- go-to website to buy the toys that I was looking for. Just didn't like and, the way they yeah, organized the site. Time turned themselves around and they did quite well with toys specifically yeah so at this point the you know if you're looking at the, the like the 
Price is Right oh, guy. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, now there's you're you're kind of at that peak where you're just about to drop off. Uh, 2003, they start closing stores. The, toy, the Kids Are Us store that I mentioned before, they closed the last of those in 2003. Uh, and uh-huh. then in 2005 is the Dump, infamous down, down. you know uh, investors, the uh, Colbert Kravis, Kravis and Roberts. KKR. Yeah, KKR. Yeah, so they. They they basically completed a uh, a deal worth six point six billion dollars to uh, I guess gain control of all of Toys R Us's assets and then uh, you know what is it called yeah the they, leverage they were, buyout they were one of several groups that were this it wasn't just them sure but basically you had these I think it was three different entities that were together as part of that leverage buyout they bought the company but they only actually put a fraction of what the purchase price was into it everything else was borrowed money so since they borrowed billions of dollars to make this purchase they put all of that back into the company as additional debt so toys r us which was already struggling with about a billion dollars in debt yeah now had six billion dollars in debt overnight yeah yeah and that's that's a that's not illegal, and it was it's a practice that w- was going on quite a bit. And uh, unfortunately, maybe for Toys R Us, that was just a, they they miscalculated. They didn't they didn't their 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 plan for the future was just not a good one, I guess. Well, suffice it to say, it wasn't a matter of Toys R Us planning for the future or not. They were hurting. They needed yeah. to be bought out. Yeah, and the people who were buying them out didn't really care if the company survived. They yeah. were just looking to change it into some liquid cash real quick. Yeah, just a quick buck, basically. And it, like I say, it was, it was not just exclusive to Toys R Us. It happened to lots of places. Um, so moving on from that, um, 2006 uh, is when Toys R Us acquired FAO Schwartz, as Mark mentioned. Um, I guess they were just trying to kind of acquire names, you know, to, to strengthen their brand. Uh, not a ba- not a terrible idea because I guess FAO Schwartz was, you know, just like Toys R Us. Now they were on their last leg too. Well, they were. Uh, they were always a more high end toy store, and when cost effectiveness was becoming more and more of a concern, people weren't willing to spend that much money for yeah. you know the kind of luxury toys. But Toys R Us was able to then kind of give a section of their stores to the FAO Schwartz name, mm-hmm. and kind of spin it as a kind of a subline within Toys R Us. So for example, the Muppet Whatnot workshop, which had been done by Toys by FAO Schwartz the year previous, was now under Toys R Us and you could buy basically build your own Muppets at Toys R Us. Yeah, cool. Didn't like your favorite brother get you that for like I absolutely favorite brother. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't have it here where I can just pick it up and show you like I normally could, but if you look at it, my uh, webpage, yeah, I was gonna say it's featured on your your banner or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite brother, your only brother, <laughs> um, the one that you didn't tell anything about. <laughs> <laughs> so sore, so salty. Whew. <laughs> but yeah, so and you're right. I remember that too because they they uh, had a familiar toy line that they had been selling for years and years and years they kept the fao branding but they just sort of put it in their own little corner and that's where it lived so you were still kind of buying the fao schwartz toys just inside of toys r us right um 2009 they started popping up in malls 
in the uh, abandoned K- KB toy store places, you know, like as an express. So it's essentially oh, that model. Yeah. It's the I Toys R Us Express. Yeah. So they would take whatever small spaces they could find, yep. which often were the same kinds of spaces that KB used to inhabit. Yeah. And they'd show up for, you know, basically the months from October to Christmas time, uh, hoping to grab mm-hmm. parents looking to grab some toys for their kids. Sure, sure. And it would, you know, it. I remember these stores, and you, you'd see them in outlet malls even to the last day. They, they were never all their best toys. It was just kind of the, the hits, the classics. You know, I Hot Wheels. and smaller you know. kind of a deal. I remember at our mall when that appeared, like in the holiday season, that it took the place of like where Walden Books was. Because, you know, now we're in that time where like all the bookstores are closing. Yeah, too. bookstores are and kind so of, a, there's still a few of them that, out there. That's where Walden Books was. And there's like this Toys R Us Express. And I'm, I, I remember even kind of thinking like, the heck is that yeah you know? yeah but well, i'll tell you i don't know why or how it worked and maybe it even didn't in your area but for me toys r us express at one of our local outlet malls was the only place i ever found the transformers war for cybertron ruination combiner oh, yeah. all of the components for that i only ever found at that express store i didn't find them at any other regular yes. toy store wonder how that happened so it was good to have yeah, that's interesting that's yeah because if they did have a transformer toy it was like something from the movies the michael bay movies nothing cool that i would ever want to get it seems like was that even around then well i'm i guess i'm thinking more like the outlet mall versions of that Right. Yeah. Would, to me, they're kind of just the same thing. Normally, that's what outlet malls do: is they go for the things that have already not proven as popular at the regular stores, yeah. and so they get them at a discount price. Yeah. That wasn't the case for these combiner toys that I ultimately found. I don't know why it worked out that way, <laughs> but it was ultimately the only place I found them. Could have been a mistake. Um, on that same year, I have a, a note here where Toys R Us actually they they bought up another famous toy line. Or brand name, uh, KB Toys. They they actually purchased KB Toys for just two million dollars. Um, I I can't really I don't really know what they did with that name necessarily. They but, didn't do anything with it, in fact, which yeah. is part of how that trademark, the the name KB Toys, yeah. ultimately was able to be purchased up by. I don't even need to get into the name of the folks, but that's yeah. why KB is potentially coming back this fall. Yeah. is because it was able to be purchased out separately because Toys R Us had essentially abandoned it. Yeah, and they probably got it dirt cheap, too. Probably cheaper from what they paid for it. I don't know what they paid, but it almost had to be dirt cheap because uh, a Strategic Marks, actually, is the name of the company that does this. They have a number of other defunct trademarks, usually for no longer operating department stores. Mm-hmm. To the best of my knowledge, while they tell sell t-shirts with those logos on them they have never turned one of those trademarks around into an operating store to date interesting kb would be the first it reminds me of uh, these companies that specialize in swooping up and getting popular domain names and then turning it and selling it for a little bit of profit for them it's a similar concept and You know, to the extent that there is nostalgia behind those names Mm -hmm. it actually makes sense yeah but it's a risky endeavor yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So 2010, I have a note here that says that uh, uh, Toys R Us actually reported a billion dollars in online sales. So that seems pretty impressive. They did get it 
you know, they, they were late to the game, but they did get it turned around enough to sell a billion dollars on their website. If they didn't have the kind of debt that they had, it would have been great. Yeah. Um, but in 2012, that is the last year that Toys R Us reported a profit. It was losing money every year after that. Um, and then really, I just kind of go all the way up to 2017 is when they filed for Chapter 11, which is, as you know, it's last gasp. You just try to reorganize, do everything you can. You're just, as a consumer, you know, when you, when you hear Chapter 11, it's bad news. So It isn't always fatal. But no, it's definitely. Been. It's not always fatal. Sometimes you can come back from it. Uh, 2017. That's when they they went ahead and closed the uh, Times Square location. Probably very very expensive. No need Yo, to keep sure. it open. Uh, lots of just. I, I said before how much square feet it was, and that's in Times Square, so they could no longer afford to keep that open. Uh, and then, of course, 2018 is when they announced that initial, you know, 200 what 182 stores they were going to close. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll never forget getting that the tweets were making the rounds and on Facebook. Here's the list. Check the list to see if your Toys R Us yep. is closed. And just as you said, I'm like nervously looking at that list. And, uh, you know, there was the one store in, the, in St. Matthews or whatever that was on the list. I kept looking it over, looking it over. Oh, our store's not on it. Yes. They're at least alive for a little bit longer. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I got a note here. March 20th. That's when it. Oh, well, it was before my birthday. Okay. March 20th is when all the reports of all stores closing became a story. Hmm. And that, that would have been the morning that I went up to the store and took pictures and video and all that stuff. Hmm. So, and uh, like I said, and we discussed it at the top of the show, when, when that happened around March, there was all kinds of stories circulating. There was hope that, the, you know, it would survive in the States in some way, somehow. But, you know, time would pass and there would be no stories. There would just be bad news. You know, like, oh, well, they're, they're going to court. And then, you know, like, it's, it's, it never materialized, unfortunately. Um, here's just some factoids about Toys R Us. Uh, they, they did some good. They uh, were huge with the uh, Toys for Tots organization. Um, yeah. From 2014 on, uh, I have a note here that says they reported $55 million for them, and they also donated over $4 million in just, just toys. So it wasn't just money. They also donated toys. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, and I don't remember reading stuff like this, too, towards the end, where you know 40% of the store's overall sales were all generated in that fourth quarter just prior to Christmas. You know, And that Very makes common. sense. And that's when we would, as a family, usually go. You know, we if it was coming close to Christmas time, we'd take the big trip to Toys R Us with Logan, and uh, we that's when we'd look at everything. And it's sad because they'll never get to do that again. Mm-hmm. Go through each aisle. You know what what here looks because you you know you get the little um, the catalogs and those are nice too. And by the way, Amazon's going to be sending out catalogs to kind of fill that void too. I read, which is kind of really? nice. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, they're going to send out toy books to uh, I guess their you know maybe their Prime members. Who knows. Mm-hmm. But you're, you, you know, they're going to fill that void. But, you know, you get the catalogs and those are cool and nice. But just there's no replacing walking through the store and looking at everything. It's just there isn't. Um, yeah, you get convenience and sometimes better prices if you shop online. But you'll never get that tactile kind of feel around and look at it. Um, let's see. And, I, you know, I, I, in fact, I'd mentioned that Jeffrey had a family. But the family's name was... Um, Let's see. What was his wife? Was it Gigi? Was that his wife? His son that was Junior. I, I, 
I'm not I'm not as familiar on the other giraffes. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I, I wrote down Gigi, so that might have been his wife, but his son was junior and he had a daughter, baby G. Okay. Um, yeah. So that that's all the factoids I have really for Toys R Us. Um it it's over. There's no more really that I don't think there's anything else. It the only thing that's left is who who's gonna own the the IP. It seems so surreal. Yeah. Next month. I've had some time to to marinate over this. I, I was I was really shocked and in denial for the longest time. I didn't want to believe it, which is part of the reason why I'd kind of kept away from the store for, mm-hmm. for the longest time. And you yeah. know, but I've had time to process it. And now that it's actually done and over and the stores are closed, I'm more at peace with it. Yeah. I, I kinda I, I'm pretty sure that I'm still gonna see all of the things that interest me in other places like Target and Walmart. I mean, you know, They're honest, ramping up their toy departments. Honestly, I rarely went anyway. You know, yeah. I mean, there's all the nostalgia when you were a kid, but, yeah. you know, I, I had no real reason to ever go in my adult life all that terribly often. Yeah. Rare occasions you were feeling nostalgic, you'd walk yeah, in. Yeah, every now and then it'd be like, you know, I haven't been to Toys R Us in forever. And so you'd kind of go and just walk around. But for me, you know, we. For, for me, this was a regular part of my weekend activity. <laughs> I was around Southern California. God bless you, Mark. <laughs> forever young. Different stores in my area. So I could go to three or four different Toys R Us yeah. in a weekend. And I'd yeah. do that. But ultimately, uh, I have to figure out something else to do with my weekends now. Yeah. But I would plan I, like a little after couple afternoon sessions where I would take Logan up where they would have, uh, you know, special building sessions where they would just give you like little Lego sets. You could go up oh, there yeah, and, and you just spend time with your kid and there's other little kids there and they're talking with each other and they would do neat little things like scavenger hunts before they would just give you the Lego set. They'd kind of give you a little sheet and you'd go around and find there would be a little clue and you'd have to write the answer to whatever department toy department that you were, you found yourself in you'd write the answer to whatever it is they were trying to get you to say. Um, the little Jeffrey doll, uh, Allison for, for birthdays, they would send out little, you know, vouchers to get a, come get a free toy. Cool. So this little Jeffrey, she got for free. Uh, so that, you know, they were doing things. I, I would read a lot of, I would read a lot of comments from parents who are, Clearly, nostalgia is not as big a thing for them. They would just look at Toys R Us. It's this big hassle, man. Like, I just hate going to Toys R Us because of the kids and the busy. And, you know, like, they would typically go only around Christmas time. So that's what they've associated. Toys R Us is just this stressful thing. And the prices weren't, you know, discounted. They were just MSRP. It's not like they raised prices. It's just other stores could afford to offer lower prices hoping that you would you know they're taking a loss yeah. on those sales one of the problems that toys r us had was that they really wouldn't ever clearance their prices so you'd have product on the shelves that other stores had already gotten rid of they yeah. not only were charging less than msrp but after they'd been there for a while they'd clearance them out so other stores had already gotten rid of this stuff. Toys R Us is left with now older product that they're still charging full MSRP for, yeah. and it's just lingering for far too long. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're just not accustomed to that as a consumer. You know, it's just sort of not acceptable, really. But yeah, and I mean, I guess honestly, that's why I would never go to Toys R Us is because I knew I could get whatever for like two dollars more uh, cheaper, you know, yeah. or whatever it was. And plus, you might need to pick up a loaf of bread, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
It's just the convenience yeah. of these like places. Myers and Target and whatever. Yeah. You get, like, I mean, we're all guilty and... of, and I don't want to say guilty because we, th- I mean, it's, it's just capitalism, right? Toys R Us put a whole lot of people out of business. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just the way it works. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there was a lot of people that would say, well, Toys R Us, they don't do anything special. They just don't do anything. And it would irritate me because you're just clearly not, you know, I don't know. I don't understand because they're sending me stuff in the mail. I'm having these neat little experiences with my little kids. I don't understand why you're not having that experience, but yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And it's more convenient. It's cheaper to shop at Amazon, but it's not like going to Toys R Us still wasn't a big deal to a kid. Oh, uh, you know, one thing uh, we kind of skipped over. I remember, like back in the day, it'd be like game shows or whatever, and you'd have that shopping spree. Thank you very much for reminding me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that that was a big, big deal. Who who sponsored that? Was it was Nickelodeon? I guess that would do it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Nickelodeon was so much in the eighties. I feel like they did it like once or twice a year, and they would have a like some sort of contest. I don't know. The rules to me were never. They they probably explained it in small text. Whenever they I'm would sure run those different for each group that did this kind of thing, but, but you know, basically, you put your name in a drawing, and if you get selected. Then you get to run through the store for an hour and grab everything you want. Man. Oh, it wasn't an hour. It was like 10 oh, minutes tops. My, oh, yeah. My apologies. I'm yeah. <laughs> not intending to exaggerate, but I totally did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Mark Martelli of Reading, Pennsylvania won the grand prize, a five-minute toy run. You got two minutes. You're Jessica Williams of Edmonds, Washington won first prize, a three-minute run. Yeah. The winners went wild. 108 video games. One house. Five bikes. Eight board games. Seven dogs. One mint. Three beanbags. Six action figures. Eight stuffed animals. Five models. One human skull. Two sleds. Nine radio controllers. Over $9,100 worth of toys. So much stuff. <laughs> the store manager almost fainted. And the winner did. Nickelodeon Super Toy Run. They wish they got an hour. You could just calmly walk to the store. Yeah, because that was like the big I mean, thing. It's like every kid maybe, is like planning and out like in their mind. Yeah, like ten, if, minutes, if you, 10 minutes might have been more than they had. I mean, it could have been. I'm thinking like three minutes. Yeah, you know? it was yeah, super fast. Yeah. No, no more than three. That's already extreme, I think. Yeah, the idea is you just kind of have to plan out. Like every kid did it, you know, like you would you would plan in your head like yeah, where would i go we were talking about the whole layout before yeah so yeah you're that's exactly what you're doing like in your head you're like i'm going straight here and i'm just like, and i'm just gonna arm bar i'm gonna stick an arm <laughs> out and just push <laughs> right. everything in the cart um but did was there any thing where did you have to cross a finish line and if you didn't make it back you didn't get the toys uh, I I think it kind of depends on... I honestly don't know. I don't know anybody that ever won one of these things. Yeah, I I guess it kind of depends on the one that's being done. Like that would be so heartbreaking if they like were to do that. Whatever, like when the timer stops, it's just like what you got is what you got. Yeah. Or if you, you know, maybe there was one. I seem to remember there being a finish you line. You have to cross that line, or else yeah. nothing. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know either. Uh, I'll, I'll, if you guys out there remember for sure, put it in the comments. You know, let us know if you Please. if you vividly remember it. Being yes, there was a finish line. But yeah, I don't remember ever reading any stories about people not getting to keep yeah, their really, prizes. All I remember is like hearing that such a thing would happen and just imagining that if that was you, yeah. but never really actually seeing it go down. It would get televised on, I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon or whoever was putting it together, but I don't think I ever saw it. Yeah. I've seen some video clips oh, yeah, where no, they I, obviously aired it somewhere. I'm quite sure it did, but yeah, yeah. I'm like you, I don't, I just don't remember seeing that yeah. part. But uh, yeah, um, and I want to say, too, is they found a kid years later who participated in it, and they wanted to just kind of catch up with him. And 
you know, like, is this real? You know, did you, you know, like, did you keep it? And he was just like, oh, no, it was all real. And what you saw is what I got. And, you know, he had all kinds of wonderful memories of it from it still, I imagine. Hmm. But, uh, you know, that was a very distinct Toys R Us thing. I, I, well, I guess KB Toys had a version of it, too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't ne- I don't necessarily know if Toys R Us had the were the only, but I mean it had to be one or the other. But yeah, for sure Toys R Us is the one that sticks out in my brain. Um, yeah, th- good job, Nick. You know we we're talking about that video game aisle. I, I remember, um, it, you know, and I don't remember how long this was. If it was like one year, or if it was there for a couple of years, or whatever. But the, just one specific point in time mm-hmm. w- when it was the NES era. You know, it was Nintendo yep. Entertainment System. Yeah that uh, right before that aisle, like if you just kind of did a 360 and turned around, yep. that it was like an end cap, and they had like this uh, like arcade cabinet that was just like a gutted arcade cabinet, totally empty. You had to provide like your own TV, but you would right. put like a TV like on the shelf, and the NES would go like under where the control panel would be kind of hollowed out. And because I remember there was like a hole that, so you could like push the power button of the NES, yeah. but somehow it had like wired controllers that you could just like plug them into the one and two slot of okay. the NES. Cause it had like the actual joystick and two buttons that would play the NES. So that those were there. So those, yeah, those were built in and you just kind of plug them in, I guess. I was trying to imagine if there was just a place that you could fit an NES advantage or something into to give you that arcade stick kind of. Oh, no, it was all built in. You yeah. didn't even need that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, know. But so you could basically just play like a Nintendo like in an arcade cabinet. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how much it was. I, I want to say like a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks seems right because I've seen it too. But but being like you know a little kid, it was just like way more than I could ever. You know, mom would like never go for it. Kind of a well, thing. too with inflation, it'd be like closer to two hundred bucks nowadays. Yeah. And you know, it might have might as well have been a thousand bucks. I wanted that thing so <laughs> bad, though. That was like the most amazing thing. And that, you know, like when you're a kid and you you know you have in you one or two big gifts you can petition for every year. Yeah, that seems so frivolous that a parent would just immediately strike that down. And, and no. My, my big gift that I always tried to go for was like the firehouse. You know, we, we talked about the Ghostbusters firehouse. Sure. And, and that, it's been discussed. I, I remember that was like my big gift that I, I would go for. And, and I did finally get it one Christmas. Mark has a pretty good story that we've talked about, but I get, maybe we ought to give him an opportunity to talk about uh, his big. Yeah. <laughs> Metroplex. Now look how small he is now. He felt so huge back in the day. Out more recently, that wasn't even that wasn't even a gift though. He well, I'll let him tell the story, but he he bought that. I bought that with my own money. Right. I was eyeing it, and I don't remember what it was that I was trying to decide between, because I know that you, Nick, were there uh, kind of encouraging me to go ahead and pull the trigger and buy this thing. Yeah, because I, I just but remember... I wanted this. I just remember it was in your mind, like, he, you're considering getting Metroplex. And, and you just I'm kept just in his like, ear. I'm just like, <laughs> get it, get it. What are you, crazy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, I, and- I, I, but I definitely did want it, and I, I did ultimately buy it. And this was during a season uh, I must have been in, oh my, sixth grade, give or take. And Nick would be a few years younger. And so we lived close enough to that Toys R Us that we could ride our bikes down there. That's cool. 
And we had ridden our bikes down there on this particular day when I bought Metroplex. And so now had to get Metroplex home while riding on our bicycles. Well, and that, that was and part so, of my like ploy to get you to get it. I'm like, if you buy it, I'll help carry it home. <laughs> and so no I easy task. You know, between the bag it came in, we probably hung it over the handlebar trying to get it, <laughs> it going. It was awful. That was playing against the wheel a bit, and that didn't work. And at one point, I actually remember kind of being hunched over the handlebars with the <laughs> Must protect between the my handlebars and myself. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, ultimately, we got it home. It's all in one piece, and I still have it. It was such a pain. <laughs> oh, my God. I can only imagine. I like, I hung it over the handlebars, and we took turns, I think you know carrying it but i remember at one point like i hung it over the handlebars and i'm pedaling and my the one knee like i had it like on the left <laughs> side and my left knee kept going bump, repeatedly bump, bumping it with your bump. knee yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh long legs no <laughs> <laughs> that's a i love i cherish that memory and i wasn't even there <laughs> that that's kind of a legendary story that nick's talked about yeah, I, you I, know i'm never selling that one. Oh no no you can't it's just worth too much sentimentally. Um, I don't know. Like maybe Omega Supreme was my big get from Toys R Us. Yeah, I remember getting Omega Supreme and being so disappointed. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's not very fun to play with because uh, he's all like hollowed shells, and you like his tr- the tracks are like his legs. And yeah, he's neat, but you know, it, but he walks. He did walk. <laughs> Trypticon walked a little he, better. He shuffles. Yeah, he kind of walked in a circle, kind of, sort of. Um, but I don't know. I'm not really sure what my most prized Toys R Us gift might have been. I have memories of um, uh, purchasing, I don't know why, DuckTales. I have this like vivid memory of purchasing DuckTales from Toys R Us Yeah. and being very excited. I, I think did, maybe my mom... You- bug them as much as when rescue rangers was coming no no (laughs) yeah for those people who don't know i I was famously or infamously known for calling babbages like every day daily and you know i think we've talked about this in the past too like nick and maybe you too mark would just kind of be like i'm not i'm not gonna call and and bother them but i that wasn't my problem I was going to make I, sure I they had it. I call Toys R Us on occasion looking for stuff, but for the most part, I hate making phone calls, so I probably never did that very much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I remember, I, I think my mom had maybe dropped me off and was had to run a, to another store, so I was I had purchased it, and I was sitting in that, the, the you know, the hallway that you walk in, and I was, I'd, op- I'd already started opening up the package and was flipping through the manual and looking at the pictures in the manual. So that, that's a good memory for me. That's cool. Uh, but, you know, just that's, you know, seeing those trains that I'd mentioned before on, they were fully assembled. I don't know if I mentioned that before. With those tracks and train tracks, the, the slot car tracks, they were all fully assembled and hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. You know? Wow. It's very memorable and just a distinct 80s, at least, Toys R Us thing. I, I can't pinpoint at one point they stopped doing it. Uh, but they did. Yeah, I, well, I probably when they stopped being very popular. I remember that aisle that you know, and they would have the things like hanging through the middle you know, of the aisle right there. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so we we we've, we've talked about Toys R Us. Uh, you know, good memories. Uh, I'm sad to see it go, but I've kind of made my peace with it now. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, what, I, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, you mentioned like you went the one time and the, you intended for that to be your last time, but then you ended up going a couple more times. Yeah. W- what was it like the last time you went? Like, 
was was the store starting to get really really empty or um now i've seen pictures online where the stores were bone dry where people would post things well, it wasn't quite like the, that the last time i went half the store was already roped off and really like, the back half was just gutted now you i think you went the last week it was open now, i i don't think I think the last time I went was maybe three weeks before it was closed yeah. finally. So I, I, you know, and Laura, she, she's the reason, my wife, Laura, she, she's the reason why we went those last couple of times. She, we'd be in the area and she's of course looking for good deals for, you know, Christmas presents mm-hmm. in the future and things. It makes sense to go. Uh, and she'd be like, you want to go? And I'd, I'd, I'd say yes. But and, you know, that first time that she'd mentioned it, I was like, I really don't want to go, <laughs> but yeah. I'd go in there and, I went in there and, and went back again because I mentioned they were selling games at 50% off and they still had some pretty popular titles. Okay. Um, so, you know, but it it was pretty bare. It was sad. They didn't, the toys section was non-existent pretty much. Right. But nothing was roped off. Yeah. Mark, do you, um, I, I, how many trips did you go during those last periods of time? Did you, well, did you take advantage? like I said, we had several yeah. in the area and I definitely did go most weekends between when they announced it was going to close off and before it actually did. So I saw several in that state of all roped off, very little things in them. Yeah. Uh, I, there were a couple of purchases that I made in you know, the post-bankruptcy period, but not that much. Most of the stuff that I was interested in got sold off real quickly sure. at near full price in the first place. Yeah. The one thing that I got, and this was from that first round of closures before the full uh, bankruptcy was, uh, before the full closure was announced. Uh, I did get the Cybertron, uh, it's a, this large Primus transforming planet figure that actually had been released. Not Unicron though? It's that the mold, mold was released ten years ago as Primus. Okay, it was released again this past summer as part of the latest movie line, just called Cybertron. There in br- blue and bright orange care colors that so we call- <laughs> called it G two Primus because it was kind of like <laughs> yeah. as if they'd done a G two of that particular planet former. I got that at basically half off, okay. uh, which still put it at about seventy bucks. Oh wow! Uh, it yeah. was uh, it was way too expensive to even consider getting. Oh, it was a great purchase. time to pick up a big wheel. You know, they were they were even from the beginning. Even if you just got twenty percent off a big wheel, you're saving a good chunk of change. Yeah. So um, it wasn't quite the last pur- purchase I made at Toys R Us. I think the last purchase I made might have been uh, the uh, little Burger Time. It's kind of a mini arcade cabinet. Yeah, I got one uh, of those too from there. Yeah, cool. that might be the last thing I actually bought at Toys R Us. I'm not quite sure. That's when the sales were going on. That's really about the only thing I ever bought. I got like that little, little arcade Burger Time thing, and mm-hmm. there were also like these little. They they weren't like Lego brand, but it, it was like little Legos that I did get a few were, of those, like little arcade cabinets, and I got like about four of those. That, I picked up some pops. Got. Yeah, yeah, they were. They had a lot of pops, and they were trying to get rid of them. They were pretty decently priced, so I, I got a few of those. Um, I went like three times total, like after you know it was announced, which is really about two times more than I thought I would. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So you know that that chapter is pretty much over with. Uh, we what I'd like to do is move on to some other stores that we're kind of also paying tribute to. 
obviously the big star is Toys R Us, but you know th- this has happened before. You know there have been some really uh, memorable childhood stops for us that also saw the same deal. Yeah. Maybe not with as much fanfare as Toys R Us. And I don't know if it's just Toys R Us was just the king of toy stores or it just was the last great whale. But uh, KB Toys, you know, which was Perfect. in business for a very, very, very long time, from 1922 to 2009. Um, that that was the season two. Yeah, you worked there for a little while. Um, very notable for just being like the mall toy store. Right. You know. Yeah. My note is just not Toys R Us. <laughs> I, I was happy yeah. to have it, but you know, that, I never really. I, I, now I did feel like their prices were more expensive because of the mall. I guess I remember at one point they kind of went through like a branding change, and I don't remember which was like the old way, the, which was the new way. But there Christmas was Christmas like, season. I worked there. This would be 1996. They had at that point started changing their name from K A Y. B-E-E, KB Toys, that yeah. I'd always known them as, to just the letters KB Toys. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, that, you're right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. But, you know, uh, th- th- yeah, it was a place to go. Sometimes you could find good prices on toys. Like, yeah, they were expensive. But I, they kind of famously had that deal with, I think, some Marvel figures where they just bought a huge lot of Marvel figures. And at one point, we we're doing them like three for $10 or something for a long time until they got rid of them all. Well, so. One thing I remember about KB, uh, and, and Mark, I think, knows some more details about this, because uh, there was that uh, time period where they were reissuing Transformers Generation 1 toys. It was like the commemorative series. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And, uh, and and usually those were at Toys R Us, I think. And, they were. Uh, but anyway, they were. There were some that were kind of warming the shelves at KB that they just weren't selling. At. <laughs> and uh, Sideswipe was one of them. I remember that right. I picked that up at KB, discounted. You know, like heavily discounted. I think you got me a like Sideswipe of them for like my uh, birthday or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. that's when I you got know. that. But uh, well, basically, I, yeah, I might got two because I've got one for myself also. But uh, but yeah, I got that little commemorative series Sideswipe at KB. Cool. Um, I remember Martin telling the story where he got a, a virtual boy for nothing. Yeah, was you that know? at KB? I think so. Yeah. I think I want to say he got it for like fifty bucks or something, yeah, nice. or maybe even less. They they would do those types of things. Uh, and it you know KB is very distinctive. You got that that oh, the a section of the store that was the entrance where they had the little noisy toys. Oh yeah, would squeak like and the, bark oh, and yeah yeah the little <laughs> yip, 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 yip. <laughs> they yeah. had like the little ferret or whatever like on the wheel kind of. Remember thing? Remember the little or, trains that would kind of yeah. go around and then they it would like change its track like if it got to a point the oh, weight hey, of the train would Mark, flip. Mark knows what we're talking about there. You know those, yeah. Mark? Oh yeah. Uh, sounds like the turnover choo choo. Mickey Mouse. Turn over choo choo. Mickey Mouse. Turn over choo choo. Turn over choo choo. Turn over choo choo. Batteries not included. Mickey turns over and goes past the Donald Duck crossing gate to Goofy on the station. Turn over choo choo. Turn over choo choo. Mickey Mouse. Turn over choo choo. Mickey Mouse turn over choo choo. Assembly required from Ilco. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That we, was a staple of KV toys. Oh man, we uh, we we had what was ours like Disney branded or something? Ours was a Mickey Mouse branded one. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
No, I love that thing. Oh, it was great. There, there were like so many of those. You know, you, we talked about before where you would just slap a logo mm-hmm. on a toy. I mean, there were so many. I, of those. I saw that mold used at a one of those little mall kiosks where they sell the cheap knockoff type toys mm-hmm. as recently as five years ago. No kidding. Yeah, nice. Yeah, same mold. I mean, the classics are hard to kill. I guess. Because <laughs> yeah, it would like it would have a thing like it would make a little circle around yep. there, and then it'd come, and then it would do that little. Flip the, yeah, the weight of the train would yeah. kind of flip it forward, and it would t- just it would just continue on the track. Yeah. It was really yeah, cute. Yeah. I like that. Look thing. up turnover choo choo. Okay. You'll yeah, find. we'll we'll get some pictures. Of that, yeah, man. we'll definitely have to get some pictures, and I, I'm sure if some for a lot of people listening, they're just like, "Holy crap, I forgot all about this." But yeah, I mean, you could you could hear KB like <laughs> you know walking the mall, and you can you knew when you're getting close because of all the little electronic like little little puppy that would like wiggle his nose or whatever and right. flip or like, the you know. ferret the ball and the, or the ferret and the ball right, <laughs> like that yeah. classic guy oh, saw those little stuffed dogs and ferrets forever yeah. <laughs> they were everywhere <laughs> and i have to I, I always imagined how torturous it must have been to have to hear that around the clock yeah and they're battery operated i guess so you yep. <laughs> You know, the batteries would die and you'd, you'd be in charge of going over there and replacing the battery. Like, I don't want to do this, man. I guess I got to put a fresh battery in this thing. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so, you know, KB Toys, That I don't really have a whole lot to say about KB Toys. Well, and, uh, you know, there was a bit more of that local toy store for us, Thornberries. Remember Thornberries? Thornberries, yeah. yes. Yeah, Thornberries was a local establishment. Uh, they, they started in the 50s and they, they continued on into the late 80s. And uh, it and we and there was great debate over this for the long and we we finally nailed it down thanks to me finding some like old pictures from the same <laughs> angle. <laughs> I was on a mission. We know for space. sure exactly that it was in that place of that lens crafters, but it was a yeah, pretty that's big where store. I called it, isn't yeah, it? and and when before I found the photographic evidence, that was about where I was placing it. Yeah, uh, but I oh I felt so vindicated. I was just like in co- my cousin Vinny, where I found the picture with the pause attraction. <laughs> was ready to take that to the stand <laughs> you see your honor this from this photo taken 1982 uh <laughs> but yeah thornberries was great um that that now that that's... What, what stands out in my mind the most about a thornberries is the little the brio set yes that, you know when you, you'd walk in the store you could just sit there and play with the little brios yeah oh yeah I love that. Those were a staple for sure. And uh, you could just sit and play with it for, I was free entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing um, for the first time the Autobot cassettes, not uh, the Rhino, I think. Okay. Oh, really? Out of Thornberries, yeah. Oh, wow. And so this would have been That'd towards be... the end of its run. But... Yeah, because I, I was kind of thinking like they would have been already gone by the time. You know those transformers. Not quite yet, but close. They were, like Mark said, yeah, they were on their last leg. But my, I, I remember my, seeing those. My main memories of, of Thornberries is just way back in the day. Like I kind of remember those uh, uh, Super Friend toys. I think it was Super Friends. That Superpowers uh, team. Super, maybe a Superpowers team because there, you know, there was like the Lex Luthor that was in like the green suit, and that's the Superpowers and, collection. And, yeah, I, I remember those being. And the Brio is really like all I remember. Yeah, that for sure. Anything well, they else, had the I'm they had the monkey, I guess, for the mascot. What was his name? Uh, yeah, Thorny. Thorny. Thorny yeah. yeah, Thorny the monkey was a great mascot. Yeah, I like that monkey. Um, and uh, I, <laughs> I think I might have mentioned this to you guys before at another point, but I, I love looking up old pictures of this man who whose family owned the store, and uh, he he is you know from a time in like the 50s, 60s where like the men all kind of dressed in the suits and would wear like 
you know, the the greasy stuff in their hair and comb it a certain way. Yeah. He always reminded me of like Walt Disney yeah. when they would show pictures of him at openings. And there was that store that was not in a mall with the bike, the monkey on the bike or whatever yeah. pedaling. Yeah. I, oh, they had a relationship picture. with Schwinn. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Schwinn by had a relationship with Thornburg. So that's the whole story behind that thing. Yeah, there, apparently there's somebody who still has that in their attic. It's still well, intact. You know, I was going to say, because, you know, because they're local. Yeah. And I know that there there was a time, it was a few years back, it, not super long ago, that I was driving around through, like, uh, I want to say the St. Matthews area. And I saw, like, a Thornberry's monkey. It, it was, like, something that would have come, like, straight off at, like, the side of the building mm-hmm. that uh, was, like, in front of, like, somebody's house. And I was like, that's the Thornberry's monkey. Yeah, he had it the, might be that house. He had like the sweater with the T on his shirt yeah. and everything. I knew yeah, yeah. like what yeah, yeah. it was, and I got like I'll so never excited. forget it. Yeah, yeah, I was so excited, and uh, but yeah, I mean that uh, I, I'm not, I haven't seen it since. I guess I, I don't know if they just have taken it. Down yeah, I wonder if they maybe they pull it out for area. Christmas time or something and yeah. just decorated it. I don't know, but yeah, from a story that I read, I mean it's it still works. You can fire him up and he'll ride his little bike. Um, well, this one didn't have the bike. Though. Oh, it didn't have the bike. This wasn't that one. I, I know that picture you're talking about, but this okay. this was kind of like more of like what was on like the side of like in like Bashford Manor or something, you know? Because okay. there was like it would have thornberries coat like written down the side. Okay. Because you know it didn't it didn't really have like a, a big wall because it's in the mall. You yeah. Know? So it was just like that little skinny little narrow bit, and there was like the monkey like right there. Okay. Uh, and I and I've read some like stories of apparently you could walk in there maybe with a report card or something and get a free toy and they had a little treasure chest you could reach into and get a free toy. Oh yeah, just you know like little personal touches you would expect from a. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So yeah, there's that one and the the only other one that I have here to mention really of note is Children's Palace. Oh man, Children's Palace was amazing. It was a big deal. Yeah. It, it was to well, me. To me, it was. The only thing that came close to Toys R Us since since that one for us or, or I can't really speak for Mark but for me at least that um, since it it was further away for us it you yeah. know we didn't have one like it was in right, St Matthews yeah it was in St Matthews and yeah. it it was a good little trip for us you yeah. know so we didn't get there very often so if we did get a chance to go to Children's Palace which was maybe like once a year like you know sure. like during the summertime when school's out or something. That that was, uh, you know, something special. Well, remember the outside was made to look made up to look like a castle. Yeah, I mean, and it looked amazing. I mean, you'd see it like from the freeway. You know, every time we totally drive by, you, you just like, <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd look at it like as long as you could. As long as you, <laughs> as long as your your neck something could crane. As long as it was in view, you just would look for it. You know, <laughs> and that's a Best Buy now. And for the longest time, they still had those. You know, uh, like. What do you call them? Like towers or whatever. Yeah. Just kind of on the side of the building. Yeah. <laughs> just teasing you and taunting you, reminding you of better days. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, Children's Palace is weird too because I it at one point merged with another toy store called Child World. Yes. And they each used Peter Panda as their mascot, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, re- I would have totally forgotten, but I remember that panda now. Yeah, and he was on roller skates and would just kind of dance and roller skate around yeah. the store. And, you know, as I've mentioned to you in the past, that's where I got my Optimus Prime from, was uh, yeah. Children's Palace. Yeah. And uh, I didn't was... get them, but it was the first place I saw the Seacons. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. 
I remember it was Christmas and there was a bad winter storm that had just passed through and uh, us sludging through sleet and snow for me to get this thing. So I, I don't remember the specifics. Maybe maybe my mom called ahead of time and made sure. But they, they had Megatron and Optimus Prime and uh, I got them there. Cool. Uh, Both at the same time. No, 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 I didn't get them both. I was like, just thought them as prime. No, 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 we weren't rich. We weren't Rockefellers or anything. They were kind of, they were kind of pricey, man. Yeah, they were probably the equivalent of fifty bucks nowadays. We oh, didn't have a whole lot of money to spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, God love my mom. She did it. I have one little interesting factoid uh, from the '86 Tom Cruise movie, uh, "The Color of Money," the Paul Newman movie where he's like a pool hustler or whatever. Uh, there's a scene where Paul Newman's trying to convince. Vince and his characters in movies events to uh, let him be his mentor and he's got a gift and you know you can hustle for lots of money and he did this while Vince was working in a toy store and it wasn't branded children's palace or anything but that was in fact a children's palace you know it wasn't some set with toys built in they went to a children's palace and filmed that scene so that's cool if you ever happen to catch that movie and you see Vince's stock in the toys that's a children's palace uh, and that's really all I have. I, I remember the layout being kind of, uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I feel like it was the, it was the, the walls and aisles were much shorter. I feel like than Toys R Us. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm just like blending in memories of Toys R Us with Children's Palace. Cause I didn't get there very often. Yeah. Or, yeah I don't know. I remember almost nothing about it other than the exterior. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Absolutely. The exterior. But it, it, it was a, a brilliant decision to, 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 to dress it that way and present it as a castle because yeah. it was very memorable. Yeah. And that, that was, uh, you know, years are iffy, but I want to say Child World was in 1970 when they kind of started off. And then there were children's palaces here and there. And then um, I want to say Child World was actually financially doing better, but I guess they thought maybe Children's Palace was a better brand maybe. So that they kind of took on the Children's Palace name, even though I think the Child World stores were doing better. And I, I want to say that those were like more of a northeastern thing, mm. the Child World. Good. But if you look, if you Google and do searches on YouTube for Children's Palace, you may just happen to find a Child World TV commercial. And you know, it's it's very familiar to a Children's Palace, but it's like Child World. And it's like the themes are the same. It's just they just it's just a different name. But uh, yeah, well, Children's Palace was pretty cool. And uh, that that kind of brings us to the end of our just remembering Little the nostalgia trip. Yeah, our, well, well, it's the end of our nostalgia trip. I wanted to do this episode for Toys R Us. Yeah, and uh, I want to thank you guys for doing it again with me. Uh, You're welcome. The third time, <laughs> I was very, very, very upset when. Uh, well, even the first time when we lost the episode, and then you know you guys agreed to do it again, like the next day. <laughs> fresh off of that and we pretty much it was like a dress rehearsal we just did it again and uh it was a great episode i was very happy with it and uh later that day i was just like oh my god nick i remember nick sending me like pictures of puppies and stuff i was ready to jump off a bridge oh I yeah believe it. <laughs> uh, but that that is the in that that was the moment that i went and bought new equipment and like started putting in all these fail safes and redundancies so that hopefully that'll never happen again and it hasn't since then but uh, yeah, so doing it again with the third time. And I, I really enjoyed the way this episode, you know, the flow of it. I'm happy with it. I, I'm glad that we were able to do it a third time. And we, we gave a lot of space. <laughs> we gave it some time to, yeah. you know, no, we're not going to do this again right away. And we were able to do it after the end of the store closing. 
And we also have that information that we didn't have then. So yeah, this feels like more of a complete tribute. Like we got the beginnings and the end. We know how it ends. Yeah. And other than who gets to, you know, keep the name and everything. Sure. But for for all intents and purposes, as far as we're all concerned, it's over. Yeah. You know, we're, unless we move to Canada or something. <laughs> or Japan. But anyways. Um, all the time. We are a video podcast as well as an audio podcast. If you are listening to us on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, you know, means that you listen to the show, just know that we have a video channel, a YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash bitgeek. And uh, you can also see us there. And uh, I try to put little extra editing in the videos and try to make it worthwhile, like stand out a little bit. And I have fun with it. Um, and that's really the place to leave comments if you want to leave comments. Let's just do it on the YouTube page. For sure, for sure. Uh, please leave comments. Yeah, leave yeah. comments. I love getting comments. Yeah. Just, you know, it, it, it tickles me. When, when people listen to the show and interact with us, uh, you can, you know, interact with us on Twitter. Uh, I'm on at Ron Avis. And uh, Nicholas J. Wright, I think, yeah. is my yeah. full handle on yeah. Twitter. And Mark, your, who, what is your Twitter handle again? My Twitter handle is, uh, you actually can just look for my name, but it would be GB Blackrock. Yeah. If you do search for GB Blackrock or Mark Baker Wright, you'll find me either way. Right. If you want to find me on Facebook, you're actually better off to go to Blackrock's Toy Box, uh, which is the Facebook page that's dedicated to my blog. So you you will write your stories on your blog, but then you'll go to Facebook and promote the stories, basically, right? Exactly. Yeah. So if and you I want... do post a few things on the Facebook page that don't necessarily make it to the blog, like if I'm sharing a news story from some other site or I found a picture that looks cool. That stuff goes on Facebook, but won't be a blog entry. Yeah, everybody out there who gets to this point, and I plugged it before, please check out Mark's blog. It's really good. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, we, well, we have our own Facebook page. It's The Bit Geeks. If you find us there. And I, I'm trying to be good about staying on top of updates for the whether or not a new show will be dropping on Thursdays, because we, we try to get every... When we do have a show, it's released always on Thursdays. Uh, so you can look for us every Thursday, hopefully. But if if not, I'll try to get on a couple of days before and say, "Hey, we're we're not going to have an episode out this week because life happened, or right. we're on vacation, or somebody got sick." Uh, so you know, you can check us out there. Um, and that's really it. Oh, one and, other thing, and that's the Facebook page is often where I have like a lot of pictures and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't. We didn't want to like alienate uh, our audio listeners because uh, you know we would we would mention things and then I would put it in a video like to demonstrate you know just to illustrate our point you'll you have agreed to kind of take up the mantle of updating the facebook page with all those little things yeah so yeah. that I, you know and I, I need to put those on twitter too but usually facebook is where it's going to happen if it yeah does. yeah and and we don't have a twitter account necessarily we just use our name yeah just our own accounts right so, so I, maybe that's why i do it that way I yeah yeah and um one other last thing, and I'm sorry to bother you guys about this, but if you are listening to us on you know, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, if you wouldn't mind, just leave a little review. Rate us. Algorithmically, it helps the site. It helps us to attract uh, new listeners. Um, that, you know, I, I don't know exactly how it works, per se, but all I know is that if, if you do have lots of reviews, they're more likely to recommend you, I guess, in their search algorithm. So. But it also helps people to know that what 
is being offered by this podcast may connect with a person's special interests because yeah. there's tons and tons of podcasts out there over all sorts of different subjects. Right. This one has a particular niche. This is for fans of various kinds of pop culture, video games, toys, etc. And so people who are looking for podcasts related to pop culture, video games, toys, etc., can know that this is a podcast that will meet their needs because of the comments that have been left. Good point, Mark. And since Nick and I have been friends for like over 30 years now, we, we can kind of share and connect. We, you know, we, we, we can remember, when, like maybe we remembered something as friends, but then also individually that we can talk about and we learn things about each other that we didn't even know. And, but we've, we've been close for all these years. So it's not just a person talking about nostalgic things. It's like two friends remembering how things were, you know, together. And it's, it helps to remember things like the little train or the lightsaber toy that you had mentioned that, you know, I didn't know about. So I, I, that's, if I, if there's anything to be taken from these types of shows for whose niche, whose chosen niche is nostalgia, that kind of thing. Um, I, I treasure that stuff because when you remember something and you recall something that's long forgotten, it feels great Mm -hmm. for me personally. Yeah, when you're just like, oh, I totally forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So I, I think we have a leg up on some of the, a lot of these other shows. We kind of have that familiarity with one another and that, you know, the closeness of being friends for so long. And uh, I also like that we can get guests like Mark on because he's obviously family. So, and he, he has just such a wealth of knowledge in many things, but it's perfect for us because, you know, we can, he has this particular you know, niche and transformers and, and game shows and board games. And, you know, like whenever we have an episode, he's great to call on. So, you know, thanks for joining us, Mark. Yeah. Thanks. You're very welcome. It's awesome to have you on as a guest. I've been your host, Ron Avis. And I'm Nick Wright. And I'm Mark Baker Wright. And see you later. See ya.